Well, hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are having an absolutely blessed day today. I hope you guys enjoyed the health show we did yesterday. Ted and I wanted to make sure we really keep back, you know, going to our roots for the most part. We had a lot of people asking us, you know, when are you going to do another health show? We're going to try to start doing those more often. You know, that's what we do best. That's what we started on. That's what we've been, you know, involved in for decades. And so I hope you guys enjoyed that. Also, too, another news, if you guys have been watching, this is something that's been very interesting, and I'm, I'm very proud to see a lot of this. I've been talking to a lot of people that are involved in it. And remember what I've been saying over the last couple of weeks. If it is to be it's up to Americans. It's time for everybody to basically start doing stuff and, you know, standing up for what's right and standing up and standing up against tyranny and, you know, all the stuff that we've seen. And a good friend of mine was involved in the uh, GameStop entire thing that happened this week. He's, he's been in training for years, real, real smart, pretty much a guru in that area, and he was keeping me up to date all week long on what happened with GameStop. And so, a short story, you guys probably already know the whole, the whole backstory to it, but essentially what's happened now is a very large group of young investors that have been having discussions on Reddit, which is pretty much like a forum, you know, open discussion thread, and they've all been getting together and saying, hey, you know what, if we come together in unison and the amount of buying power and the amount of control we can do on the market is, you know, pretty much uncapped. And so they pretty much wanted to do a experiment because a bunch of them got hacked off at a few hedge funds that basically put in huge shorts on GameStop. GameStop basically was getting very low. Their stock was going down. And this hedge fund wanted to come in and bankrupt GameStop to the point that they wanted to short the stocks super low and then buy them basically for next to nothing and then run them back up again. Hedge funds are notorious for this. They're unbelievably manipulative in some cases and they're unbelievably greedy in other cases. I'm not all hedge funds, but a lot of them are. And so they put in a huge, huge short on GameStop. Well, all these kids in Reddit basically said, okay, we're not going to do this. We like GameStop. We like video games. We're all young. We're all, we all have, you know, thousand bucks, five hundred bucks, two, three thousand bucks we can squeeze out of somewhere. And so they all started talking about going in and buying up GameStop to basically completely and totally throw the hedge fund for a loop on their short position. Well, it took off like a kite. And if you guys saw, it went to $25. It was at $7 well, last week, midweek, week and a half ago. It went to 25 then it went to 50 then it went to 70 then it went to 150 then it went to 300 then it went to 400 <laughs> It just continued to go up, and then obviously it recorrected. Well, the kids that did this, obviously some of them made a whole lot of money, which was cool for them. But the biggest thing that everybody's been laughing about is the hedge fund. One of the main ones, Citadel, to put in the huge short, they have a $12 billion loss they cannot cover now because of this short, and they are freaking out. And so now what they did was yesterday, if anybody saw this, Robinhood, one of the main brokerage apps and a few other ones, decided they were going to halt all purchases of GameStop which technically they really can't do if there's not something illicit going on. And so what they did was, this is what they did because they were in such a short. They stopped people from being able to buy up any stock on Robinhood, but they allowed the hedge fund to still sell their position and basically dump shares. 
Now they basically had a full, open, immediate investigation by the SEC because of what they did. And now it has come to light that Citadel, the hedge fund that is $12 billion in a loss on this short, owns 40% of Robinhood. These guys have absolutely been flagged and caught with their pants on the ground, so to speak, for what they just did, and everybody knows about it. So this is something that's funny to me. It's ironic to me. I don't feel bad. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, they lost all this money. Dude, these hedge funds are notorious for doing this to people and shorten markets and completely and totally ruining market and making them super volatile. They have now the group on Reddit has now put out a thread and they're discussing buying up silver contracts, all of them. They have made so much money in GameStop, they're now talking about going in and trying to run silver to $100 an ounce now on the paper market, which if anybody knows, if these guys actually close some of these contracts with silver, this is going to go absolutely nuts in the market. And the hedge fund guys that have been shorting silver for so long, making so much money off of it, they're not going to be able to control the market if you start bumping in billions of dollars into silver. It's not going to happen. They can't short it that fast. And so this is something to be aware of. I've been watching it all week, been involved in it all week. Very, very interesting times we're living in, but very proud to see people standing up for what they know they can do. Because I've told you guys before, I said, we only need about 10% of the population to stand up. That, that's 30 million people. 30 million people, the amount of purchasing power, the amount of manpower, the amount of every type of other power, fill in the blank, <laughs> is very, very substantial in the United States. And so again, like I saw an article the other day where Rand Paul was ranting off about the mass mandates and basically is telling people, you know, that this has gotten out of control. And it has. You know, I'm not going to get into it. You guys know my stance on it. But he's saying the same thing. He's saying, dude, it's time for people to stand up and say no to these lockdowns during an interview that he did with Rush Limbaugh. And so this is what we have to start doing. Another example, last night, Ted and I went down to the city hall in downtown Auburndale. There was a meeting about expanding an area that was apparently supposed to be residential, and they want to put giant uh, storage units in it. And it literally, it's 150 yards away from our house. We live right down a small little road between two churches. I've always liked it. Two Baptist churches. It's good energy. I just like it. It's easy to find. You tell people, hey, but when you see the two churches, turn right, go in between them. Perfect. Well, directly across from the road where you pull out between the two churches, there's a main state road. On the other side of that road is the field that they've been doing the development in. Well, they now want to come in and zone it commercial so they can put in storage units. Now, mind you, everything we live around us is all residential or pasture land or orange groves. There is no commercial area at all around us anywhere. It's for a nice reason because we've kept this area really, you know, high, high end. It's all residential. It's all upkept. Everybody's really proud of their properties, you know, acreage, small properties. Everybody's proud of them for the most part. They take care of them. And so we are now starting to find that this group that allowed the Amazon to come in and bamboozled the city and basically lied to them and basically told them they were putting a road in for semi-trucks to use, you know, just for transport and that they had no plans on anything. They zoned it commercial, immediately put a 1.1 million square foot Amazon facility right inside the interstate. These same individuals are the exact same ones that are involved in trying to put a giant storage unit facility that is going to dump out right in front of our road. They said they want They're not putting any money in lights or intersections. Basically, they don't think it'll be high enough traffic, which is a complete and total lie. And so 
Ted and I said, I, we're, we're at the meeting last night. I told him, I told the guy in front, there were 40 people there. I told him, I said, do you, do you live around here? The guy goes, uh, no, I'm just an attorney representing, you know, the, the family that wants to do this. I said, we don't care about your opinion then. We don't care. I said, if you don't live around here, nobody wants to hear what you have to say. Because he goes, well, we, we found that this is going to be one of the best things to put here. I said, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. I said, nobody wants storage units. I said, there's seven storage unit facilities all around the perimeter of Auburn on the commercial areas that everybody can use. We don't want storage units here. And so he continued to try to manipulate the audience, and I just found it interesting. So that's why I encourage everybody, make sure you're getting involved in stuff locally. Make sure you're standing up for what's going on and uh, continue to be boisterous, continue to stand your ground on stuff because people – that are in these upper echelons and they want to go in and they want to basically do what they want and force people to do what they want and manipulate stuff and lie to people and tell them that they're going to do warehouses here and it's not that big of a deal and that's what everybody wants. They're lying. They know exactly what they're doing and you have to call people out. The time of being polite and politically correct is gone. I'm being honest with you about that right now. It's gone. That's over with. We no longer have the luxury of being polite about stuff. Now, does that mean you need to be running around being rude, you know, being militant to people for no reason? I'm not encouraging that at all. But what I'm saying is when you see somebody blatantly trying to rip you off, when you see somebody blatantly lying to you, you call them out. No, we don't want that. Don't tell me what I want and do not tell me this is the best thing for me. This is so important that everybody starts being boisterous on their opinion. What do you think, Dad? Well, there's so much stuff that you've covered. Uh, the the thing with GameStop and what's happened as far as with Reddick, I applaud these guys because this international banking cartel that runs the world through these banking houses and these broker houses and who've bankrupted so many private investors – back in 2006, 2007, 2008, when they shorted everything and the market collapsed and people lost their entire life savings, they didn't care. Now, let me share something with you guys, and it's important that we all understand this. When someone bets long on the market or somebody bets short on the market, it's not that the market value goes up. It's that the people who did either or against the trend or with the trend either make a bunch of money or lose a bunch of money but the money they make or lose comes from other investors really important that we all understand that it's that the investors basically who are putting the money in and betting for the short or betting for the long are risking their capital and the Rothschild banking cartel has shorted the silver market and shorted the gold market now for years and years and years and years you can watch it every single day. You pick up the newspaper or you go to one of their websites or you go to AppMix or you go wherever you need to go to look at what's going on with the markets and you'll see shorts happen as soon as the market opens in New York. And the reason they do this is because that gold exchange and silver exchange in New York doesn't fill their contracts with gold or silver. Normally what you would do is if you were going to buy silver or buy gold, they would fulfill the contract in gold or in silver. They don't do that anymore. They made a law years ago. They don't have to. They fill it with paper money with fiat currency. So what they've been able to do is artificially hold the gold and silver market down to prevent it from being used as a hedge against inflation. Right now, silver should be well over $100 an ounce. Right now, because of the M1 money supply, gold should be well over $5,000 an ounce, but it's not because they keep shorting it down, shorting it down, shorting it down. 
And so for all the people that invested in physical metals in the last 20, 30, 40 years, expecting a massive increase in basically their returns, especially in the last five years, they haven't had one. You know, was it was, I think, 2013, 2014. Gold was at 1,800 an ounce. A lot of people bought in then. It dropped back down. It's still been hovering there and gone, gone all the way back down to 1,000, all the way back up. This was all done artificially by the bankers, the international banking cartels that run the world that I talk about all the time on this show that nobody else seems to want to discuss. But right now, there's no silver liquidity in London. This, you know, this could actually destabilize all gold and silver contracts as Reddick Silver Short squeeze continues. So Reddick is no longer, they're going long on silver. As the price of gold surges over, gold surges, as the price of gold surges, the price of silver goes over $30 an ounce and goes up by 6.5%. It appears there's no liquidity in the silver market in London and that could destabilize all gold and silver contracts as the Reddick silver short continues. <laughs> here's, a, here's an article by Alistair McLeod. He says, quote, the bullion bank silver short on comics is about 100 million ounces, and there is no liquidity. In other words, they can't fill the contracts in silver. It doesn't exist. It won't take much to put a rocket under the price, as we are now seeing, and it could stabilize all of these contracts. He says silver's on the way to 100. But not only that, but silver's also the cheapest financial asset on the planet. By far, still 50% below its double top of all time of $50. It makes $100 easily. And it says, he goes on to say, Ole Hansen, the head of commodity strategy at Saxo Bank, Silver's correction proves short-lived with a short-squeeze narrative attracting fresh buying. At current levels, this ratio is on route to record its lowest close since March of 2017. Peter Brockfar says, for some reason, the Reddit crowd is chattering about silver. This is exactly what Austin just said. There is belief that for years, the big banks, here we go, particularly J.B. Morgan, Rothschild, have been artificially suppressing its price. They know they've been doing it. They've been charged for it and fined for it. When all I think their positioning reflected was the other side of their customers. There is not a large short position I'm aware of, but that said, it's my favorite asset. That's what he says. Silver's new age. It holds a unique position of having half of its demand from investment and half from jewelry as a precious metal and money, and the other half as industrial metal. That industrial use is becoming more new age as silver is a raw material needed for solar panels, wind turbines, and electric vehicles. Also, according to the Silver Institute, almost every computer, mobile phone, automobile, and appliance contains silver. So there's a high probability that silver could just absolutely go nuts. Now, I know all of you guys have heard this for years. Okay, We all have. You know, we've all bought some silver here and there, and we've all expected it to go up. And it's gone up some, but it hasn't gone nuts. That's because of the international bankers like J.P. Morgan and other Rothschild houses have gone in. And when they see it go up, they give it back to you in paper currency. They put a $100 million, $100 million ounce short in, which forces – and remember, these shorts have no bottom. There's no bottom. In other words, it doesn't matter how low the silver price goes, they get paid out as a short. There's no bottom to them. That's why they're so just absolutely destructive to the real metal market. And they did the same thing in gold. They run these huge shorts with no bottom. So now suddenly, if these Reddick investors decide they're going to go put $100 billion or $200 billion or $300 million or whatever they want to put in it into longs and push the silver price and the gold price up, unless the Rothschild Bank is willing to step in and put in, you know, $100 billion you know, of silver shorts or gold shorts and ounces, you know, they're going to not be able to control this. Exactly what happened to GameStop. 
So I find it interesting that this is the very same platforms of the computer trading and the algorithmic trading that they've used to basically hose over the investors for decades now are being used against them by these young investors. I actually, personally, I find it humorous. I've been out of the equity market for years now after what happened in 2007 and 2008. I had enough of that. Like doggone legalized gambling that you can't have any idea what they're going to do. They choose and do whatever they want to do, whatever they want to do it. Now, I wanted to talk about also about the meeting last night. Um, also, and I, we, I will admit, we were extremely disruptive at the meeting. And it wasn't because we were trying to be rude. It's that we weren't going to be manipulated by this attorney who was leading the meeting. And he was a nice guy. And I'll give him credit. You know, on another circumstance, another set of variables or another place, I probably would have liked the guy. He was extremely well-versed in what's called Delphi technique which is a crowd control technique used to manipulate groupthink that was developed by the RAND Corporation and the CIA. And after about halfway through it, I started watching his mannerisms and watching what he was saying, and I looked at him and I said in front of the entire crowd, you're using Delphi technique on us. And he looked at me and he didn't even respond. He was shocked. He looked at me like, oh, God, like a, like a cat with a dog walking up to like, oh, my God, what just happened? He's just, because they teach Delphi technique in law school. They teach it to do it to the jurors. They teach it to do it to hostile witnesses. They teach it to do it to control groupthink or the outcome they want. They want the person basically to found not guilty. So they've got to control the groupthink of the jury. So if they want to find the person guilty, they've got to control the groupthink of the jury. And what they do is they come in with a predetermined goal of what they want. This was to get these horrible mini warehouses with RV storage and boat storage right across from the entrance of where we live, like 30 acres worth. It wasn't like it was going to be, you know, you know, you know, a, you know, a lot. They're going to be putting these old dilapidated RVs, old dilapidated boats, all of this junk. And they did the same thing out there as far as getting the road changed coming into our town to basically put a four-lane in as a truck route to prevent the trucks from coming through downtown Auburndale. And then as soon as they got the road changed, they got the four-wheel, the the four-lane highway put in, they immediately changed the zoning and put in a one million square foot Amazon warehouse. We're not joking. We're not even kidding about any of this stuff. And the residents in Auburndale went nuts. And on top of that, they didn't even use the truck route. They didn't use it. The trucks are still coming through downtown Auburndale. In fact, we brought that up last night. Other people brought it all up, and we're, we've all had enough of it. And we live on a two-lane county road in the middle of nowhere that now has an Amazon warehouse at one end, Auburndale at the other end, and the housing has gone nuts when they've taken all the orange groves out because of the freezes and the chemtrails of the aluminum, we think is what's killed the orange groves, but you know, who knows. But the reality is this. They have no intentions of stopping in just the warehouse. They could put used car dealerships there. They could do all kinds of stuff. That's what they're asking for. And so when I called him out for Delphi technique last night, he didn't know what to say. But I wasn't going to allow myself to be manipulated. So Austin and I got up and walked out after I said he's using Delphi technique. I announced it to the whole crowd, by the way, to the whole room. But what was funny about it is we were probably the only people, me and Austin and the attorney, who even knew what Delphi technique was. And what he did, he picked me and Austin out as the two antagonists in the crowd. This is what they do. They take the people who won't listen to them, and they single them out. And then what they do is they make themselves look like the victim in front of the crowd. Like we have, oh, big bad Austin and Ted are here. Oh, my God, they're being mean. Because I kept saying to them, how about we don't put a mini warehouse in? 
How about we don't put dilapidated RV storage in? How about we just put more houses there? How about that? And then they have a they have a complex right behind us, in front of us, on the other side of the road. They're putting this warehousing stuff in that has three or four hundred homes, and the road discharges through the mini warehouse complex directly in front of our road that goes across a highway, and they're not even planning on putting a light there. It's going to cause a massive nightmare for, for, for traffic. And on top of all that, they've been able to somehow manipulate the state giving them control of 559 there, if you listened to that last night, Austin, and now the county has control of it. So they can continue to do their development without having to go through county planners or state planners. All of this stuff is being done to control the people of our area by a group of elected officials that are basically, in my opinion, not doing the best for the community. So when I tell you guys that you need to get involved locally, we did that last night. And we we basically, I got up and walked out after I told them about the Delphi technique because I was not going to be singled out as the bad guy with Austin and have him get crowd sympathy because we were there talking. So I looked at him and I said, look, I'm, we're leaving. I looked at the crowd. I said, next time we come back to the next hearing, because they haven't zoned it for this yet, I said, we're coming back with a 100 more people. I said, this is not going to go the way you think it is. We don't want this here. We live here. Because Austin kept asking him, do you live here? And he kept saying, no, I don't. See, this is what these developers do. Years ago, we had another subdivision come in. Some guy shows up. Oh, he's going to be the big dog, and he's going to do this, and he's going to bring all these beautiful homes in and all this other kind of stuff. And so he comes into the neighborhood, builds the subdivision, and tells everybody what he's going to do. And then when he didn't sell all the lots out immediately, he sells them to a substandard builder who builds absolute trash, crap housing that fall apart, soffits fall off, fascia falls off, houses fall down, roofs rot off, floors rot out. Oh, yeah, one of those builders. He sells the remaining of the lots to this developing company to make his money back and get a return on his investment. And then he leaves the neighborhood because he wasn't from around here. And he's never to be seen again. Now this whole subdivision he put in is falling down. It looks absolutely awful. You can't even try to sell a house in there because everything's run down. The houses don't have any paint. The paint's falling off. Stucco's burning through. Faces are falling down. And the houses are only 15 years, 20 years old, and they look like they're 50 or 60 years old, and it's turned into this big rundown subdivision right down the street from us. That's what the developer did. And what these guys do in their good old boy networks here in Central Florida and throughout the United States, not just here, they start running the politics of these cities because other people don't get involved, and they vote through anything they want in order to increase their net worth in many cases. In other words, many of these guys who are on the boards have either hidden or open interest in the very developments they're putting in and they end up making huge money and then they get up, they get in, they get sometimes they even get they even get in trouble for ethics violations you know with the state of Florida for doing this but guys our community is not basically a lone ranger in this there are people and groups in small towns and small cities all over the United States that these developers are coming into right now because of the housing boom and causing all of these problems. But I just want to talk about the two things today with that, and then we'll turn it back over to Austin, about the Delphi technique and what it is. And In fact, I've posted Delphi. Here's what it says. Delphi technique, anyone who wants to be involved in their child's education should understand this, not at our schools, stop the Planned Parenthood invasion. And there's an article that was written explaining to you what the RAND Corporation did, what the CIA Corporation did, and how they use it to control what's called groupthink. 
In other words, they don't want the group going in and telling them what they want. In other words, if you have a hundred people in that room and they don't want the warehouses, if this guy's good enough at Delphi Technique and the people aren't aware of what he's doing, he will make that entire group be in agreement with him about what's happening. I mean, we watched it happen. Nobody wanted this thing to start with. But he started, oh, I agree with you 100%. I agree with you. Oh, he was slick. Oh, my gosh. He was really good at what he did. i got to give him credit. And finally, I realized what he was doing because he started getting the people to agree to the warehouses. He started getting – everybody said no to start with. He started getting them to agree to it. And finally, I looked at him and said, how about no? How about we told you to start with we don't want warehouses. We don't want any of this here. We live here. And, you know, he didn't know what to do with me. Then he had, of course, make me – Awesome, the bad guys. And as soon as he started that, I knew what he was doing. That's when I called him out for Delphi, and that's when he walked out. But guys, yes, we're with that. We were as vocal at the meeting last night. You guys have been proud of us as we are with you. <laughs> what do you think, Oz? No, well, yeah. I mean, it, you got to reach a point in time where you don't put up with people's crap. Let's be honest. I'll be real blunt with you. There is a point in time where you no longer have the luxury, as like I said earlier, of being polite. Sometimes you just have to get aggressive about stuff. And is it fun to have to do that? No, not usually. But some point in time you have to stand your ground on this. So yeah, very interesting situation. Also too, in other news now, we're starting to see more and more and more information coming out about this Pfizer injection and how many people are basically getting sick from it. And, you know, it's interesting because there was a individual named Ben Swan. You guys have seen, he's done some pretty good stuff. And he did a article, episode 70, called The Biggest Problem with COVID Vaccines. And he goes into detail. And I was actually shocked. Very few people, and granted, he's not on mainstream media anymore. He has his own own uh, truth media now he has to do, which is independent, because he basically was um, – he was on mainstream years ago, and they, they booted him off real fast because he started speaking about what's going on. And so and he said the same thing that we're talking about, about the Pfizer-Moderna vaccine and the RNA messenger, and basically that this has never been done. This is not a vaccine. It's an RNA sequencing injection device, and that there's a reason why so many people are dropping dead. I talked to a, a acquaintance buddy that I know. His girlfriend basically is a RN over at Lakeland. Lakeland Regional is a real big hospital. They got multiple uh, branches and annexes of it. And uh, I was talking about it yesterday, and he goes, dude, he goes, my, my girlfriend came home the other night, and she said that one of their main physicians got the COVID shot you know, a couple weeks ago, and then he just got the follow-up shot, the second round you're supposed to get with Pfizer. And apparently the second one, completely did him in. The first one, he didn't have any issues with it. The second one, he went into full-blown anaphylaxis again, like common. They had to hospitalize him, and he basically, they haven't heard anything about it. They said, basically, it's all gone dark. They're not talking about it. Everybody's pretending it didn't happen. He's not back at work. They said he's basically taking a leave of absence now. And I went, it's not the first time I've heard that, bud. I said, I'm hearing this all over the country. I get email after email after email in my inbox every single day now hearing about the exact, I'm talking firsthand stuff, not, oh, my sister's brother's aunt's son had an issue. It's like, no, my best friend or my nurse that I work with or and, and, and. And so this is something that really, again, if people can do this with Reddit and they can do this with the stock market and start waking people up, it's time that we start getting vocal and blasting this information about here what's going on with these vaccines. In my opinion, 
I think these vaccines are going to cause a significant surge and not only health problems in the deep future, it's going to cause a huge surge of alleged COVID cases and COVID health problems over the next couple months once people start having this in their system and they get exposed to other viruses. We have no idea how it's going to respond. As I've told you guys before, they never completed animal testing on this. They've done they all basically ended up dying in most cases, or the ones they found, the vaccine didn't work. The people still caught the virus, and people were still able to spread the virus, or as far as the animals, excuse me. So again, this is something that's really, really, really important. Everybody continues to get out there. Now also, too, in other news, that the police state could not get any more clear on what they're trying to do at the Capitol. Biden now has issued another order. They are now erecting a gigantic fence, a border wall, basically, around the entire U.S. Capitol now. I'm not, you're not kidding you. A permanent security fence. Big one. You can look at photos of it. Entire Capitol now. It's got a full-blown compound system, basically like the White House. Now, isn't it ironic that border walls are bad? we got to stop border walls. We don't need border walls. We don't need any of that. We don't need any security at the border. It's fine. Now, all of a sudden, the Capitol needs border walls because they're so terrified of the people. This tells me one thing and one thing very clearly. The Capitol is getting prepped for something in the future. They're not doing this because the giant security fence looks cool around the Capitol. They're doing this because they know there's a high probability in the very near future people are going to get real mad and real sick of what's going on and they're going to stand up and they're going to say we're done. No more. None. We're over this now. We're not playing this game. And they want to have all their little National Guard guys there that are following orders. They want to have all their giant security guards and their security fence there. And that way you have a first massive line of protection. Now remember, D.C. is already like pretty much a police state. I mean, if you've been there before, there's cameras on every quarter, there's speed trap cameras, there's facial recognition cameras, there's red light cameras, there's cops everywhere, everywhere every time you go there. And that was before this incident ever happened. I've been to D.C. twice. Um, not my favorite place to go. Very weird place there. And again, I'm not knocking it. It's the capital, but the layout structures, some of the buildings there, you know, if you do your research, you can figure it out real quick how that whole place is laid out. And so, again, just seeing them do this shows you, obviously, something is going on very, very big in the near future for them to be putting this giant permanent security fence up around the Capitol. What do you think, Dad? Well, I, personally, I think it's going to be an eyesore. I mean, we got really pretty capital. I mean, you know, just from, from an aesthetic standpoint, but you're absolutely right. They're scared to death that the people are waking up. I mean, when they see stuff like what happened with Reddick, and they see this massive, you know, you know, this massive group of people coming in and saying this, uh, they realize that. They, but they, what they'll do now, though, also, they're going to pass laws. You watch pretty quickly about Reddick and what they're doing as far as group. B. It doesn't matter what they do with their stock houses. It's going to be okay, but when these individual investors come together, they're going to find a way to come in and say, oh, you can't do that now, or they're, or they're doing some kind of social banning, banning on Reddick or take it down or take it off the internet. They're going to do something. I guarantee they're not going to allow the continued you know, manipulation of the stock market in the other direction by we the people. They're not going to allow that. But as far as the border fence, uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be awful. It's going to look horrible. It wasn't designed that way, and you're absolutely right about Washington, D.C., the roads of Washington, D.C. were designed in a pentagram. 
that's why it's so hard to get along and get around up there because they're so convoluted. Now, one of the legs of the pentagram is open. In other words, that's how the, it was designed by the original architects. And this was done by the Masonic leaders who worshiped Lucifer. And what's interesting about it is the leg is open on the pentagram in Washington, D.C., so that the seething energies of Lucifer are trapped inside of the Capitol. You know, you can't even make this stuff up. Then you've got the womb of Isis. Then you've got the phallic symbol, you know, with Osiris and the giant erected, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, with the Washington Monument and all the things that are going on up there. It's just not a godly place. You go up, there's not one statue to Jesus, one picture of Jesus on the Capitol walls. You know, then you go to the Capitol Rotunda and you look up and you have all of these gods, including the apotheosis of George Washington being a god, and all of these quote-unquote Roman and Greek gods staring down from the Capitol Rotunda, looking down at the people. But, of course, Christ is absent and all of that. Why? Well, it's against the rules of the Masonic Lodges to speak the name of Jesus. Yeah, you guys have heard that from me before, but that's that's where we are. That's where we are right here in the United States. In fact, right now, they're doing a hardcore pushing. Listen to this. And this is from this is from a, this is from Newsmax. They're doing a hardcore pushing of the COVID nineteen vaccines through Donald Trump's pastors. Whoa! Stop for a second. This is an article. I'm going to read it to you. In a growing consensus, religious leaders at the forefront of the anti-abortion movement, which we're all anti-abortion that are Christians in the United States are telling their followers that the leading vaccines available to combat COVID-19 are acceptable to take, given the remote and indirect connection to lines of cells derived from aborted fetuses. Wait a minute. So because they're fetal DNA, we still are okay to take them. An outspoken foe of abortion based in Dallas, Southern Baptist megachurch pastor Robert Jeffries has called the vaccines a present from God Okay, we have dead babies in the vaccines, and now they're a present from God. All right. To ask, quote, to ask God for, this is his quote, to ask God for help, but then to refuse the vaccine makes no more sense than calling 911 when your house is on fire, but refusing to allow the fireman in, end quote. Jeffrey said in an email, quote, there's no legitimate faith-based reason for refusing to take the vaccine, end quote. Wait a minute. The Reverend Al Moeller, president of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, which is steeped in the Schofield Bible, I may add, has also celebrated their involvement and development. Quote, I will take it not only for what I hope it will be the good of my own health, but for the others as well, end quote, he said on his website. The U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, which says fighting abortion is preeminent priority, said last month that getting the vaccine against coronavirus ought to be understood as an act of charity toward other members of our community, according to the statement by the chairman of a committee on doctrine and committee of pro-life activities. So what they're saying is it's okay to take it with aborted, feds, with, with aborted babies in it. That's all right. That's not a big deal. But they're not even looking at the side effects of this. Again, it tells you how compromised the church has become as far as accepting what they're being given and that they want to seat at the table as far as what they're going to do. And you think, well, what does all that mean? Well, we've got to go back again now to Donald Trump. Donald Trump has given the evangelicals, or he did give them, a seat at the table, at least for the first couple of years, in which he had them at his you know, desk 
in the Oval Office. Now, Chuck Baldwin wrote a really interesting article this week, and a lot of you are going to not like it. All right, it's it's really anti everything that's happening right now, and so you're probably going to get mad at Chuck. Now, I personally like the article. I just I, I disagree with a few things in it, but I agree with the vast majority of it. I sent it to a pastor friend of mine who basically has a seat at the table with Donald Trump. He asked, well, I'll read you his quote. He just sent it to me. I sent this out this morning, and I got this quote. I got this back from him right now. And uh, here's what he said. This is the exact quote that I got. I'm not giving out any names. I strongly disagree with this. Donald Trump was the best president we ever had. I know him personally, and he's a great man. Not only is he a great man, he's a great man of God. The person who's in there right now is a complete puppet controlled by radical left-wing people. I stand behind Donald Trump and always will. He never was called to be a Sunday school teacher. He was called to drain the swamp. <laughs> okay. End quote. That was a quote. No names given here. But this guy knows Trump personally. I, I can vouch for that. But he's still 100% behind Trump. Why? Why would they do this? Why would they continue to basically support a man who basically was, was filled with arrogance and belligerence and bigotry and dishonesty and misogyny and moral depravity? I mean, why would we do that? I mean, why can't we see a person who claims to be a man of God being identified as being filled with the Holy Spirit? I mean, why is that? Why can't we do it? Remember what Ezekiel 13.2 says. You know, son of man prophesy against the prophets of Israel that prophesy and say thou unto them that prophecy out of their own hearts hear ye the word of the Lord in other words it's not coming from God it's coming from man see and this is what he's done he's given us a quote unquote a pseudo false seat at the table as far as Christians at least we thought that's what he did I had another friend of mine who was up there with him in the Oval Office, another pastor who I have a sense of disassociated myself with because he was completely blindstruck and blindsided and couldn't see any of the stuff that was going on around him as far as the Council of Foreign Relations appointments, etc. And these guys really feel that Trump was going to try to help them as far as what they wanted. But, you know... Chuck Ball goes on to say, the other thing that Trump did was to completely demoralize and disillusion millions of conservatives. They now know that Trump is a fraud. They now know that Q. Annan, that's really important, guys, was a fraud. And they now know that Trump did not drain the swamp. He deepened it. And they now know Trump is not some type of divinely anointed one. And then they now know that there never was a plan. Right? So that's why so many people become deeply, you know, demoralized. You know, Here's the, here's the next quote. Imagine a man committed to fighting the deep state and draining the swamp, appointing as many swamp creatures to his administration as his establishment predecessors from both parties, pardoning corrupt political cronies, Zionist spies, murderous war criminals, Zionist gangsters, and convicted criminals of all sorts but doing nothing to pardon the two men that have suffered the most fighting the deep state, Edward Snowden and Julian Assange. Whoa. Imagine a man committed to fighting the deep state giving Anthony Heil Hitler, Fauci, a totalitarian, totalitarian platform to enslave the entire nation and commanding the U.S. military to be responsible for dispensing experimental vaccines to the American people over a non-existent or at worst threat, a, a cold virus, which we now know that the, the, the coronavirus can easily be handled through supplementation, but it's more than just a cold virus. It's, it's pretty dead, deadly because it's been gain of function 
basically developed in a Wuhan lab or someplace else. So we need to understand that Chuck's pretty close on this. And the name of the article that he, and I posted it on the website, the king's prophets have no clothes. And see, we need to understand what's going on from a, how should I say, groupthink narrative. They're doing the exact thing that I talked to you guys about at the beginning of the show with what happened at that meeting last night with Delphi Technique. Donald Trump comes in, addresses the crowd, tells the crowd exactly what they want to hear, gets the crowd to agree with him. Anybody who disagrees with him or calls out something that he's doing wrong, he calls them an idiot or a a lowlife or even worse, starts cussing at them, and he disassociates them from the crowd and makes the crowd turn against them for attacking Trump. Then in the meantime, he does exactly what he wants to do because the the crowd is behind him and he forces through the agendas, including all of the CFR appointees. But again, when you point that out, you're an agitator, you're a bad guy, you're somebody who's trying to destroy Donald Trump, the anointed one who basically was put in position of power by God. It's exactly what they did last night at the meeting, but on a national scale using Delphi technique. And then you get Q Annan coming in, telling you that if you don't believe what the Q says, you know, that there's a plan, that you're something, something's wrong with you, and you need to sit back and watch and watch the plan unfold with the 50,000 dimensional chest that's going on. It's all, gosh, I want to say a bad word, but I'm not going to. It's all just taking your mind and messing with you so bad that they can take and turn you upside down, like William Casey said, we'll know that we've done our job at the CIA when everything everyone believes is a lie. (laughs) That's what they've done. And that's why if you feel that level right now of, how should I say, sadness in your heart, if you feel that level of like hopelessness in your heart, if you feel as though we don't know what to do right now as a patriot community in your heart because we've been let down by this guy, that was intentional. They did it to you to make you so you become a resilient, how should I say, you know, follower of Trump, a slave, so to speak, so that you don't have the ability to think through things yourself anymore. So you become a mindless amoeba flowing in the swamp with Trump that you don't want to stand against it. It was all done to you on purpose to mess with you. And this has been a psychological operation using Q that's been going on now for years. And so that's why so many people are so down. So let's pray. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for my listeners. I ask that you bless them, that you keep them that you allow your face to shine upon them, that you're gracious unto them, that you grant them grace, mercy, peace, prosperity, love, companionship, a long life, and clarity of thought. I thank you, Lord, for my listeners. I station angels all around them. I believe. I plead the blood of Christ. I put the blood of Christ over all of them. I put a hedge of thorns around all of them, Lord. I ask for your divine protection for our listeners, Father, and for their families. I ask that you direct them and guide them and let them have clarity of thought. And you give them hope in the future, Lord, because we know that we shall call his name Jesus. He is the Lamb of God. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the Counselor. He is the Good Shepherd. He is the Savior. He is the Redeemer. He is the Deliverer. He is the Messiah. He is the way. He is Lord God Almighty, Lord of all, resurrection and life, and King of Kings. He is the Son of God, and it is with Him, Lord, that we have hope. Let all of our listeners, Father, and the people of this country that are patriots, turn their hearts and their minds 
to Jesus. And let us all realize that we're just passing through this world. We're not of this world, Lord. Our home is in heaven. And we're all headed there. Sooner or later, we're going to get there. And all we have to do is deal with these momentary issues and these momentary skirmishes that we have here on this planet, Lord. Be with our listeners, Lord. Encourage them. Give them hope in a future because we have that in Jesus, Father. It's in Jesus' name I pray, Lord. Amen. I wanted to pray that with you guys today. I felt led to because it's so important that we continue to persevere. Well done, my good and faithful servant, is what I want to hear. Don't let these guys mess with your head. That's what they're doing. They put Trump up as somebody he's not. It was a setup. It was a steep state psyop. He had the opportunity to do what was right, and he didn't. And it's not your responsibility. It's not my responsibility. It'll be on his head because he was put up as a person in the watchtower, and he just absolutely failed. And we need to understand that. And we need to have a hope in Christ Jesus and only Jesus. Austin, what do you think? Amen. That's well said. And as this is the conversation I've had with numerous people now. As I say, listen, we got to deal with this bumbling buffoon in the office now that's basically just a little puppet just with a pen and executive order. The dude that knows no end to executive orders. Every time you turn around, he's writing more. And so – Trump is erroneous now. So people have to get past this whole Trump is our savior mentality and understand exactly what we're going. That's why I said this from the beginning of the show. If it is to be, it's up to us. Great guy in Missouri, State Senate, Eric Burleson. He's actually got a lot of support on this. Now, this will be interesting if they actually push this through. Granted, it's going to be one of those back and forth things on Fed rights versus states' rights. Missouri State Senator Eric Burleson has put forward together Senate Bill 39 titled the Second Amendment Protection Act. And this this has been brought up numerous times in Missouri and some other states have tried this as well. It's always a difficult thing to push through. But what it does is, is it designs to prevent any type of state enforcement of gun bans, mag bans, firearm, ammunition bans, anything that basically is put in that's unlawful or unconstitutional by the federal government. And uh, this is something they did in Montana years ago. Went back and forth to ATF because they basically came in and said, if we manufacture suppressors or machine guns in Montana, we stamp them made in Montana, they're exempt from all federal law because we basically don't listen to federal law. We're Montana. We're just <laughs> – we're Montana. We do what we want. Pretty cool state. And uh, it went back and forth for years because ATF said, no, you can't do that. This federal law. It supersedes state law. And they said, no, we've voted and we've passed it. We do not listen to you. <laughs> this is state Montana firearm law. And so finally, I think a judge ruled in favor of ATF later on, but I mean, it's still Montana. They still do whatever they want. Notice ATF doesn't go up there and do anything about it. And so this is something that's a really big bill. Hope it passes through. Hope it catches some traction. Also, too, in Wisconsin, multiple senators now have green-lighted a bill to kill the governor's statewide mass mandate and all COVID-related emergency orders. They're basically now, the Republican-controlled Senate has now voted to end Governor Tony Evers' face mask order and any and all mandates saying that they are unlawful. So this is good news for Wisconsin. Again, as I've been continuing to say, get involved directly. If you don't like what's going on, get involved in it. It's time everybody started at a grassroots level and says, no, we're done with this. Also, too, something Dad made a comment earlier, <laughs> and he was spot on about it. My 
buddy that's involved in a lot of this stuff, like I said, with Reddit, just sent me a link while I was on the phone. And they just put out an article now that the Anti-Defamation League has given Reddit a D for handling of Holocaust denial content. They are now claiming that Reddit is allowing anti Here we go. Anti-Holocaust content on Reddit and that basically it constitutes hate speech. Now they've already started to basically get in line to do exactly what they now. Reddit's smart about this. They came out now and they said, nope, absolutely not. We went ahead and banned the Holocaust denial content that you speak of. It didn't meet our requirements for that, but just to make you and appease you happy. Reddit knows what's about to happen right now. We just saw this on Parlor two weeks ago. Remember, I told you guys, I said, that was unprecedented, what happened to Parlor. The fact that that big of a platform can be shut down on a whim because they did not want the truth getting put out tells you real quick that they're going to do it again and again and again. All they now have to do is use the clause, it's anti-Semitic, oh, it's racist, oh, Shut it down, cancel, turn it off, and that's what they're doing now. And now they've gotten the precedent to do it. So again, I encourage people, keep a lot of the online chatter about stuff to a very strict context. I've told people this for years. I've never understood why people go online and go to chat rooms and boards and start writing unbelievably idiotic stuff. Now, in most cases, in my opinion, a lot of this stuff is pushed by provocateurs. Remember, they came out and they already said that they have thousands of individuals now that go online to go in and fact check and make sure there's no hate speech going on. Facebook's been very clear about this. Twitter, Twitter's come out with a new platform now on their Twitter that's going to allow people to snitch on each other and face check, fact check each other. This is getting more and more and more like the East Germany snitch state controlled basically by the communists. That's where they're setting this up. So it's very, very important. If you're online, if you're on an open chat, especially if you're doing something with Reddit right now and you guys are playing in the stocks, don't be saying any dumb stuff on there. Try to keep everything to as cordial, as professional as possible because we don't need any excuse for them to try to use it as another example of, oh, there's hate speech on it. They're anti-Semitic. We're going to shut it down because I'm telling you right now, it's going to happen more and more and more if we don't allow – if we don't basically put a stop to this. Parlor, I know, is still fighting to try to get servers to carry everything properly. And, uh, I mean, they – Amazon, Facebook – and basically Google, I mean, have that level of control over this thing. Or Apple and Google showed you how quick they could do it. So, again, continue to get the truth out there. Thank you for supporting our show and getting the news out there, forwarding our show. It's really, really important we get this information out there as fast and as best we can to try to keep waking as many people up as we can, Dad. You still with me? I think yes, I, I am. Awesome. Sorry about that, buddy. I'm here. I'm sorry. I, I was I was listening to what you said. I, did, I didn't turn my microphone back on. You know, you were talking about what's going on with Biden. There's a really good article from the American Partisan that says there are no guardrails on the left by Matt Bracken. It says America is entering a terrible period in its history at an accelerating pace. Now that the left has taken control of all of the critical reins of power in the government, as well as the mainstream media, social media, big tech, Hollywood, and academia. It's true. It's all through the Frankfurt School. Unfortunately, history teaches with laser clarity there are no guardrails restraining the behavior of the left when it is so empowered. Wow. You know, the, 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 our legacy of Christian values usually provides self-correction against outrageous excess from the right. 
evil and conservatives have the power. They restrain themselves from, example, committing full-on genocide. An example of this is seen in the late 19th century, was completely within the power of the American government to implement a final solution to the Red Indian problem. But the government and the American people didn't ground it in Christian values, did not do so. Okay. Likewise, America could have utterly destroyed Germany and Japan after 1945, but they did not do so. But I will admit they did try, I will add that to it, especially with the bombing of Dresden. The harshly punitive Morgenthau plan proposed by FDR's Communist Secretary of Treasury for post-war Germany came close to its intention, but it is not implemented. Well, I disagree with him about that. I believe the Morgenthau plan was implemented. Maybe not in full amount, but it was implemented with 12 million Germans starving to death within seven years after World War II and two to three million German soldiers starving to death behind razor wire in concentration camps after the war. You guys can do your own research on that. It was horrible what happened after the war in Germany. But the United States has to have some type of control to prevent it from going off of the guardrails. And at this point right now with the judiciary, they didn't mention this, the judiciary is also compromised thanks to Jeffrey Epstein and the Klan. And everybody is doing whatever they want to do to further the left. That's why we've got to stand firm in the faith as Christians and not allow this to happen and do everything we possibly can and be vocal about it. Guys, I love you. I really enjoyed praying for you this morning on air. You guys are absolutely awesome. Remember, keep your hearts and your minds on Jesus Christ. He loves you, and so do we. Austin, finish it up. Yes, absolutely. And thank you again for just the support of our company, taking care of Health Masters. If you guys need anything, be sure to give us a call or email us or go on the website, healthmasters.com. Lots of different specials and stuff going on. And thank you again for supporting local businesses. And, you know, and that's what I had told the guy last night. You know, They wanted to also rezone this whole section in front of the storage units and for commercial use, but they don't know what they're going to do with the section. And I, I looked at the photograph again, and you can see exactly what they're going to do on it. They're going to do some type of either cheese ball strip mall right there with a bunch of probably low rent bobo places that will generate the most amount of rent money. And um, I thought about it. And I said, you know what? I said, if you want to, we don't do something here. I said, why don't we allow a couple main local businesses to be in there? Like a, like a little cafe or something or a little, you know, a restaurant. You know, something nice, something small. Because sure enough, you know what they're probably going to do? They're going to probably put a McDonald's there or a Taco Bell. That's what they love to do. Those corporate guys come in and buy up all these areas. And I mean, you got like five McDonald's in like a two-mile radius. Like, really? Do people need to eat junk food that often? No, but it's because McDonald's comes in and throws big money and big kickbacks to communities while they're in so many areas. Same thing with Taco Bell. So thank you guys for being involved locally. Continue to forward this show out here. Get it out to information to people as much as you can. There's so much happening right now, and it's so important that we continue continue to encourage one another we continue to support basically our friends and our family especially the ones that are going in and standing up for everything that's happening right now because guys as I keep saying and I'm going to keep saying it over and over and over again if it is to be it's up to us right now if God is for us who can be against us it's time that we all start making a stand Last year, that's all I did was fight and argue with people as far as about lockdowns and masks and nonsense. And I haven't come off that. Not one single time. I've continued to tell people what's really going on. And finally, finally, there's a lot of people now 
that have started to wake up. Granted, now we've got this bumbling buffoon who's got a pen and doesn't know what he's writing or signing on anymore. As you said, I saw in that one video, what am I signing? What is this? Oh, just go ahead and sign that right there. Dude, d- dude doesn't even know what he's signing. He's so, I'm so dementia-riddled, I don't even think he knows who he is or where he is half the time. They just amp him up on a couple of amphetamines when he has to get in front of a camera, give him a teleprompter, tell him to read it, and then when he gets done, probably goes and lands down. I mean, it's, it's embarrassing. And so, but that's where we are with this right now. So again, we have to continue to stay in this fight. Thank you so much again for the support of Health Masters. If you guys need anything, feel free to give us a call. Email us, healthmasters.com. Be sure to check out the product of the week. If you guys saw yesterday, the HGH Stimulate, really good product. Very strong vasodilator, increases energy, helps out with natural GH production, and also really increases muscle pumps and muscle endurance, especially in people when you're exercising, running, doing cardio. Uh, endurance is very key as far as when you're trying to get conditioned. And that's why I encourage everybody right now, stay in shape, continue to exercise. Even if it's just something like going outside and going for a walk and starting off doing that and coming home and doing some push-ups, doing some pull-ups, there's a lot of stuff you can do right now and just get more conditioned and more in shape. So we're probably going to need it pretty soon. So thank you again for that. And be sure to vote for what you want to see win product of the week next week. It looks like the Magnesium Body Bomb is running strong. I'll be on the Hagman Show tonight. You guys enjoy that as well. Got a bunch more stuff we're going to be covering. So again, thank you for the support. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on this show Monday as always.